Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We begin a new series on faith. I pray that let the power of your word be seen. The psalmist said, the entrance of your word gives light, gives understanding to the simple. I pray that by the close of this series, we will come to life. And our faith will be kindled. And we will know you more and more. You have a common result. In Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. We're starting with the school of faith, and tonight I'm preaching on why men need faith. Why men need faith. Why do we need faith? Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Now, tonight, because it's a teaching series, we are going to be reading a lot of scriptures. So please, I want you to follow me with the scriptures, okay? Uh-huh. And then make, give me your rapt attention and learn and listen to what we are doing. Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. Now, this had to do with when they tried to cast out an evil spirit from a young boy. And Jesus came and met them and rebuked them. And now says that you could not do this because of your unbelief. Then he goes on to say something very interesting. He says, if ye have faith... As a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. Amen. Mark 9.23 Mark 9.23 Mark chapter 9, verse 23 Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Are you with me here? So Jesus in the book of Matthew teaches that if you don't need a great amount of faith to cause a great amount of results. Are you with me? That's what Jesus is saying. He said, If you have is faith as a, a, a grain of master seed. Now, those of you who have not seen a master seed before, go to Melcom or Private, and you will see some of the master seed in their 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 groceries. What do they call it? Fruit store or something? I don't know. You will see master seed. It is it is very small. It's like it's, it's just small. It's smaller than me. Okay. So, but let's say we are in Ghana. If you have faith. As small as the grain of maize or the grain of a millet. A master seed is like a millet, a little bit bigger than a millet. If you have faith as big as a millet or a maize, eh? Maize. He says that your little faith can cause greater results. And that is a very important thing because you see, that is where we actually get the power of drugs and medicines from. That you do not, that's why when the doctors give you medicine, they don't ask you to go and drink everything or take all the 15 tablets. What do they ask you to do? Just take one today. Tomorrow, take one. The next day, take one. By your third, fourth day, you are recovering from that infection. Why? Because the little things are actually the things that truly bring great results. 
that is why if you would want to do anything in life you must develop a habit like the habit of quiet time like the habit of prayer continual prayer if you decide you're going to pray 15 minutes every day your 15 minutes of prayer every day can bring you uncommon results that maybe your one hour your two hour prayer once in the two years cannot bring you are you with me here so jesus is saying that if you could have faith as small as the grain of a master seed you can say to a mountain remember he's not talking about physical mountain he's speaking with figure of speech because faith cannot be master seed he's using a figure of speech is comparing faith to a mountain, a master seed, and is comparing casting out a devil to a mountain. Remember, he says, he, when you take, take us back to the Matthew, you, you remember that you notice that they brought the disciples to Jesus and they tried to cast him out. They were screaming and shouting, and Jesus and Peter, or Peter was in a mountain, but maybe Matthew or somebody or James is stepping on the stomach. He said, Hey, he's spitting on him. and said, One day I remember Jesus spat on somebody's face. And the person's eyes open. So I think that this time, let me spit on the forehead. Nothing is working. All the strategy. Then I'm sure one will say, No, let's drag him and go and put him in some pool. Because I remember Jesus told one guy to go and dip and wash himself. So let's try that one. They did everything, it wasn't working. So that was a mountain at that particular time. They could not surmount. It was unsurmountable. It was, it was a river that could not be crossed. It was a wall they had gotten to and they could not climb the wall. Are you with me here? Now, have you been through a situation where you go to a point in your life where you, you find a mountain before you that you have done every, every strategy you have known and that strategy is not working applied every principle of prayer every principle of giving every principle of whatever you have made all the calls that needs to be made done everything and you see that the thing is still not working i came to tell you tonight that you are not the first person to do it the disciples of jesus also met a mountain are you with me here you're gone and jesus is saying to them that this mountain which is casting out a devil that you have tried to cast out is not going can only go out by faith then it goes on to say that with men this is impossible but i want you to understand that all things are possible to him that believe it and again he says it's in matthew and he says that Matthew said, all things are possible. Then he said, with men, nothing, with, 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 with what? And nothing shall be impossible unto you by faith. How many things? How many things? How many things? Nothing. Nothing shall be impossible unto you if you have faith. Listen. Money is not the problem. Faith is the problem. It's not that, oh, you know, my, my, my kidneys, the doctor said my kidneys are doing this, and the doctor said I have ulcer and whatever. No, no, no. It is not. The medicine is not the problem. Faith is the problem. If you could have faith as small as a master seed, say, so, 
I'm telling you that it is Jesus not talking about physical mountain. He's talking about a figure of speech, spiritual mountain, mountain in your head. By faith. I need to be here where I've gone. So I want to just teach you on why men need faith and we've already realized that you know faith is so good that Jesus says that it answers all of our questions. Nothing. How many things? Nothing. If 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 you had a certain drug that could heal every sickness, wouldn't you love it? An unfailable medicine, unfailable medication. Obviously, sometimes you are traveling or something. You are in the bus and you say, "Oh, oh, me to my drobi." It's a driba driba. And then when you have waist pains, and then when you have stomach problem, oh, I remember some woman. And then one drug can heal 79,334 and coins um, diseases. But we know that it is not true. But the Bible is giving us one medicine that can solve all manner of problems. And the Bible calls it faith. If we can have a little bit of faith, because Jesus does not say we need great faith. He said, Little. The kind of results we will have as a church will marvel the world. Sometimes you say, as a pastor, we are going to do that, and the church is like, Yeah? Please bring. Okay. That's just like, Yeah? Are you sure this thing can be done? So we are going to buy this. I'm like, Kai. We're going to do it. Sometimes even as a prophet, you are ministering, and the church is there. You have called somebody forward. You are ministering to a person, and you're about to say something. Like I went and said somewhere. The next time I'm returning here. You either be pregnant or you have a child. It takes a certain kind of faith. It takes a certain kind of faith. After all, I believed. If if I believe and God said no, whose fault is it? Is it my fault? It is God's fault. So even when I was going, I thought God had said no. I thought God had, oh yeah, yeah when I was in the capital, I didn't see. It's not everything we see. I didn't, say I, was, I, was, I didn't know that the Bible was pregnant. I didn't know. So I felt like, hey, God, so I believe something, you didn't do it. That's how I felt. Though. I, I was like, God, so I, I really believe something, you didn't do it. Hey? So as soon as I found out, I was like, wow! The thing has worked! Wow, the thing has worked! always be here. And you don't need great amount of faith as a church. We don't need great faith to build our church. Was it last week Sunday I was saying that this ch- our church will grow. Oh yeah, our church is growing. I said our church is growing. Can I get an amen to that? I said our church will grow. 
Just yesterday, the Lord began to speak to me, open my eyes, and I began to see the future and the future of the ministry. Was it yesterday or today? Last night or something? I began to see. Oh, what a wonder! What a wonder! What a wonder, church! It's a good thing to celebrate. My word. Ah, my word. Ah. How are we going to have what God has shown us? Eh? God told Abraham, you will be a father of many nations. He was 75 years old. He had no son. Why do you think Abraham needed sperm? Do you think he needed a sperm? He didn't need a sperm. Because when he went to have sex with Hagar, he had a child. The problem was not a sperm. A lot of time we think that, oh, that I will become great when I am able to organize bigger conferences and more people come. That is when I know that yeah, my greatness is short. No. Some people say, oh, if I had some sponsors, what's going on? If I had some sponsors, you understand? And people are sending me monthly contribution of 10,000 cities. Do you know what I would have done in the ministry? Abraham's problem, well, he thought his problem was spams. What did Abraham need? What did Abraham need? It's a school of faith, so when I talk, you have to respond. What did he need? He didn't need spam. 99 years before he believed. 99 years. One time he went to God. Around 95 years, he went to God and said, Now you know that I'm too old. Eliazar will be the one that will. Eliazar will be the one that will take off my, my own house. So he was complaining. God said, Now lift up your head. Why men need faith? Take the S off. Now, God said, look at the stars. He looked at the stars. He said, can't count the stars. Then he started. One, 99. Then he asked God, ah, have I counted this one? <laughs> God said to him, so shall your descendants be. So shall your descendants be. He said, can I count the sand at the seashore? He's talking to a, a, an old man. Nine, how many people have a 90-year-old man in your house? So you should understand the kind of man we are, we are talking about. Do you understand? Or a 90-year-old woman who God says will have a child. Because you see, there is no difference between Sarah and Mary. There is no difference between Sarah and Mary. Because Jesus was a promised child. Isaac was a promised child. Both were not a product of human spirits. It's true. It's not true. Why? Both were impossible situations. And an old woman of 90 years old is going to give birth. Even her womb has fried. At that age, your womb has melted away. A Mary has never known a man. What's the difference between the two of them? There's no difference. What's similar? 
their faith. Be it unto me according to your word. That's what Mary said. Be it unto me according to your word. You said a virgin will have a child. I've never heard it since I was a child. But I heard of Sarah's case that you gave such an old lady a child. I know you can give me a child. Be it unto me. What you need is faith. Yeah. Somebody said, what I need is faith. Not money. Not opportunities. Not businesses. Not sponsors. Say it well. Not living overseas. Say it well. Say it well. Because there are poor people living overseas. There are Ghanaians that have traveled to America, traveled to Europe. They've come back as paupers to come and be taxi drivers and other things. The difference is faith. The difference is faith. They are poor American citizens. So it's not about where you are. Same way they are rich Ghanaian citizens in Ghana. Who are richer than a lot of people in, in America. <laughs> Why am I trying to say? I'm saying that what you need is not traveling opportunity. What you need is no money. We will do all these things. We will travel. We will get money. money. Ah, I told you, where did I? I was saying some people that me, I love money and money loves me. I love money. Money loves me. We are. Don't quote some Timothy for me. Don't quote it for me. I said the love of money. When you look at it, it doesn't say love. It's the greed for money. The word love there is not love. It's greed. The disposition to do every wicked thing to get money. Do you understand? That's what is referred. So that word there is not even supposed to be love. They couldn't find any word. There's the overseas. That love there is a compendium of so many things. I, I, I want this thing so much that I would do anything to get it. The last for money. So the money we will get. But money is not the difference. The job opportunities we will get. But the job opportunities are not the difference. The sponsors will come. People will people will, we will run businesses. But that's not the difference. The difference is faith. So I'm teaching why men need faith. Why do we need faith? Point one. Because Jesus said, all things are possible by faith. Why do we need faith? Because Jesus said, all things are possible by faith. Now, when we look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we begin to see a lot of things that happen in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, where... 
the author of Hebrews is actually bringing to our, our recollection things that people have received and have gotten by faith. Sarah, whose womb was dead, received life to a womb by faith. So the doctors may tell you, you cannot have a child, but by faith, you can have a child. Are you with me here? Because, you see, there are those who live by common sense. There are those who live by principles. And there are those who live by the principle of faith. Because the Bible says something that, that they just shall live by faith. And Jesus saying all things are possible to them that believe. This is from Jesus' own mouth. If it came from just any human being, I, I might have doubted it, but if it came from the Lord himself, the one who created the heavens and the heaven, the one who created heaven and, and earth, is telling me that if I can believe, all things are possible to me, not to God. No, 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 he's, talk, he's not talking to God. Because it is God that we say he is omnipotent. He can do everything. Are you with me here or you are not with me? It is God that is omnipotent and he can do all things. But now I see God trying to say that I want to make you a higher person. And the only way I can make you a higher person, you see, there is a place a man can get to and stop. One day I'm going to preach a message. I was doing Bible study and I, I bounced on a very powerful scripture in the book of Matthew also. These days, I can't remember Bible best. I don't know why. Where Jesus is in the first five books, or I think Matthew chapter five or so, goes to meet his, his, his Peter, James, and John fishing. Or chapter four, somewhere there. Five of Matthew or something. Look for it. Yeah. No, not that one. I think this is where he said, Follow me, I'll make fishes. Not that one. I think that would be in, in, in Mark, one of them. Oh, look. He said, Master, we have toiled all night. They had been fishing all night, and they did not get anything. He said, Master, we have toiled all night. These were men who were fishers, and Jesus was not a fisher, he was a carpentry. He was a carpenter, he was into carpentry. But they had come to a point where all their scientific knowledge on fishing had come to an end. Nothing was working for them. Look, right? Chapter 5. Uh -huh, that's why I was saying Matthew 5. Look, chapter 5 is there. He said, Master, we have toyed all night. Let's go to Luke chapter 5. Verse 5. Simon said unto him, um, 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 verse 3, and he entered into one of the ships which was Simon's. It was for who? Simon, not a borrowed ship, his own ship. It means that, why a business not quite to extend that he has his own ship? He's a professor fisherman. Have it me here. And prayed him that he would trust out a little from the land and he sat down and taught the people out of the shape. And when he had left speak, he said unto them, launch out into the deep and let down your nest for a drag. Now this is in the morning. Because he was preaching in the morning. 
he came and met them in the morning. They were just coming out from fishing. And they, usually it is during the night that you fish. That's why even now, there are laws against fishing in the night. Because in the night, you get too much catch that. They said that they are catching all the fish. So there's a law against fishing at night. So night time is the best. And, and in the night time, these guys had gone to toil all night. How many nights? All night, not two hours. Like throughout the night, there are two fish, two fish, something. All the trusted didn't work. So Simon said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nothing. Nonetheless, at what? Die. Where will I let down the net? And when they had, they, they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their nets break. During the morning, around 9 to 10 a.m., their nets began to break. What do you think is the difference? It was faith. It was faith. We will come back to this verse very soon, one day, as we begin to go through this series. It was faith. At thy word. I know I'm a, I'm a master in fisherman, but I, I die wait. If I should meet somebody that is sick, the doctors have done everything they can do. Then I tell the person that, I will tell the doctor that, give him this kind of injection. Give him injection for malaria or typhoid fever. No, 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 no. no. You know, the way it has got to stage, whatever, and, and, and they begin to give you all their terminologies. Now, what they have been saying, I'm even confused. Then doctors say, let's just give it a try and see. Then gives the person the medication. Well, that. And then the person suddenly begins to recover. Do you think it's the medication? What do you think is? It's faith. That is why there are people by time, they have issues with their health. They come around. They've taken drugs, medications. There was a woman who testified. She had been bleeding. Medications not work. So, so it is not. It is not that the medication was the problem. Something had to work. Against all scientific laws. Somebody, you are, you are, what, what I say in your head? You're talking about faith. This is the school of faith. I'm trusting God that by the time we are done, you will come and say, Man of God, um, this is a, a, a picture of a, just, a land I just bought five acres of land. I want to build a school. I want to build a school. And I, 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 maybe I came to the wrong. Am I talking to somebody here right now? I want to build a school. I got tired with this school, this teaching thing. I think I, I got tired with all this work that I know that me, I, I haven't even been to a college of education school, but I want to be in the school. Okay. Oh, yeah, there are people in Ghana that have built schools, they never went to the classroom. Is it true? It's not true. There are people that have schools, they even didn't go to school. You know somebody like that? 
So the problem is the person could have said, Oh, you know, Nazaminko school, yeah. I've never been to school. How will I build a school? They had faith that they can get it done. How about drivers that have never been to school? How do they read 10 signals and other things on dashboard? And they are better drivers than those who have even gone to school. What do you think is the difference? It's faith. Faith is not just for healing, no. Faith is not just for healing and, and miracles. It's for everyday living. So Jesus says that all things are possible by faith. Point two. Why do men need faith? Point two. Why do men need faith? We need faith because we are saved by faith. We are saved by faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse, verse 8. We are saved by faith. Give us Ephesians 2 verse Is it there? Are you there? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. Somebody said true faith. So how are we saved? True faith. What kind of saving are we talking about? We are talking about the faith for salvation. When you are saved from, you see, when we come to Jesus, it's not the lifting of hands that gets us saved. It's not repentance that gets us saved. You can repent a thousand times. We keep repenting every day, don't we? Sometimes when you lie, you are like, Kai, ah, I should have lied. Oh, I'm sorry, Lord. That is repentance. That's not being saved. So repentance is a continual process we will keep doing till the day Jesus comes. You are with me here, but to be saved is not to repent. You can repent and not be saved. It's not true. There are some people, even people who are, who are messing up in the world, who are not saved. Sometimes when they do some bad things, they pretend they are remorse. They're like, oh, I won't do it again. I won't do it again. Then they stop for five days. They've repented. After five days, they are back to it. So they are not what? They are not saved. To be saved means that you have been delivered. It's like somebody who is who is drowning in a, a water and somebody comes to throw a, a, a rope or be hey, hey, what's the word word in the in, in chi? the person is drowning while told so much so firm no then they throw a rope inside the 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 the, the somebody jumps in and pull that's what we refer to as saved oh maybe the person is already dead then somebody brings them but in our case when when we are we are saved by faith by grace through faith we were actually dead in our sins. And somebody brought us back to life. Are you with me here, somebody? We were not drowning. We were dead. We, we had finished drowning and died. And we were just hanging on the, on the surface of the water. And Jesus just jumped into the water of, this, of sin and the world. He said he came from heaven to earth to show the way. He came down. And, you see, I finished drowning and I died. I wasn't trying to Jesus said, no, 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 no. I had finished. I was like, all of us were dead. 
That is why when we look at the verse 9, give us verse 9. He said, not of works. There's nothing we, could, we did. It, we did. There was nothing we did. Look at it. Not of works. Not of works. Lest anyone should boast. That is why you cannot say that your salvation is something you did because you came and raised your hand. If you can boast, you can boast over something that is a gift because you didn't work for it. And you'll be now bread. That's why if, if you all your life, your school fees, everything have been taken, you can never boast of, of ever having to do anything because nothing you have is your work. You can only boast in God's help. Have it me here. Faith is so big that a man cannot be saved without it. A man cannot be saved without faith. So we need faith because the Bible says we are saved by grace through faith. Grace is not what saves us. It is faith that saves us. We are saved by grace through faith. Through faith. Faith is the doorway to grace. Faith, we receive grace by faith. So he said we are saved by grace through faith. So grace is what Jesus did on the cross, but in order for us to receive what Jesus did on the cross, we have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sake. So it is, it is the death of Jesus that saves us, but in order to receive that death, what Jesus did on the cross, we must believe that Jesus died for us. So why do we need faith? Because we are saved by faith. Point three. I'm teaching on why men need faith. I didn't tell you here, GDA. Why do we need faith? Because we live by faith. Romans 1 verse 17. We live by faith. Romans 1 17. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. We live by faith. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the judge shall live by faith. Why do men need faith? Because we live by faith. Now that you are saved... Now that you have come, become a part of this church, there is nothing God will ever give to you which will not come by faith. There's nothing. If God makes a promise to you that you, I am going to give you this, that thing can only be received by faith. I'm telling you this. He said to Abraham, leave your father's house and I will make you a great nation. The faith Abraham proved, as we begin to go, we learn all these things. How, what faith is. Okay? And how to use your faith and find out that every faith has something that is done. Apart from the saving faith, which is a gift of God. We live by faith. We live by what? We live by faith. 
He said, the just shall lead by faith. Tell your neighbor, ask your neighbor if you are just. Are you a righteous person? Are you saved? The Bible says the only way you can live is by faith. The just shall live by faith. In other words, we make our livelihood, brother, by faith. Brother, what work do you do? You drive. You drive a company car. So at the end of the month, they pay you. So that's why you used to take care of your children's school fees. You feed your wife and kids and all those things. So that means that driving is your livelihood. What you say? So people say, say, Juma Ben, now we have a day. Oh, driving. And I'm a boy. Is that not what you say? Okay. What would the nurse say? Hey, you're welcome. What would the nurse say? What do you do? What do you do? It's a class. Who is talking? Nurse, me here, day. Up on here. Man, draw me a crew, no man, no man. Teacher, in his way. What does the teacher do? Of course, right. Maruko, Bonkola, my assignment or Chiradia, SMP. If you see a teacher driving a car, what would you say? No, 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 you say load. Don't say that. Don't do that. Baby, you say that. Say something important. If you see a teacher driving a car, what would you say? No. Okay, let me say it well. If you see Braben driving his own car, what would you say? No, you say it's a gift. Hello, you're welcome. You don't understand. It's not true. So you're not answering my question because it's a school. Well, because it's a car, do you see that you don't have faith? Okay, let me give you a smaller example. Since you don't have faith for a car. If you see a teacher using a mobile phone, what do you what would you say? He has the money because he works to buy a phone. Is it true? But if you see somebody who doesn't work at all, at all, at all, nothing. Having a, a mobile phone, what would you say? Hey, somebody who doesn't even have work. He doesn't work. How did he buy a phone? Is that not what you say? Is that true or is it not true? In other words, the teaching is a livelihood. Nursing is a livelihood. Somebody who sells rice on the roadside is a livelihood. A nurse is a doctor is a livelihood. Carpenter is a livelihood. What, what am I trying to say? I mean, they live by it. If you enter a teacher's room, you see teachers, I can only use it because I don't know any other job anyway. Like if you enter a teacher's room, you see a flask, you know that the person could afford it because he has a livelihood. A, a, a juma. Do you understand? Are you with me? You're not with me. So what am I saying? Like ministry. Because the Bible says it's the work of ministry. It is work. Do you understand? So if you see a pastor buy a car, how did he buy the car? It's ministry. We don't have to be shy of it. I won't say that I was a teacher and that's how I was able to buy a car. 
don't say that. That is my work. If you see somebody who says, I'm trying to explain something because the Bible said the just shall live by faith. Do you understand? So since you don't have faith for a card, I want to use another small example, like mobile phone or clothes. You see, like this is my prime um, kick. Isn't it nice? It's not nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's not nice or it's nice. Yeah. If you see me on this kick, wouldn't you say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying that if you see anyone wearing a shirt or something, you know that one way or the other, somebody has a livelihood. And that is why the person has what he has. Let it come down a bit. I want to explain a very important thing. Why men, I'm teaching on why men need faith. Point one is that Jesus said all things are possible by faith. Point two is that we are saved by faith. And we are in point three. What is point three? Because we live by faith. We live by faith. And I'm explaining a simple principle. Again, if you see, a, if, you see if you see an MP driving a tundra, do you get surprised? Why? Be, no, 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 don't do that. Somebody who is taking 13,000 cities can buy a tundra. It's easy to buy a tundra if you are taking 13,000 cities. If you have been taking 5,000 cities a month, you can buy a, you can buy a tundra. Are you with me here? So let's just say that MPs are taking 10,000 cities. If you see an MP driving a tundra, do you get surprised? An MC, a doctor, an engineer. Why? Because his work produces enough to own such a building or such a car. Are you with me here? Are you with me or you are not with me? Do you understand what I'm trying to communicate? Because his livelihood has enough potential to produce the resource he sees. But what happens when you are not a teacher who can go for a loan and buy a car? Am I communicating with someone? Or you are also a teacher who can't buy a tundra or build a house in three years like a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer. You know, those guys, they are fast, fast money. You are taking 2,000 and 1,700 assets. So you can't build in two years. How will you get some results? The Bible says that in the eyes of God, there is no doctor. It's no nurse. It's no lawyer. It's no teacher. It's no carpenter. The only thing he sees is faith. Oh, you can clap better than that. So if the just will make a livelihood like the carpenter who you see him paying school fees because he pays by carpentry, he says that if that man will want to have more, and do more and see more that person must live by what not by carpentry the problem with a lot of christians is that we live by our jobs and our works if i were to just live by pastoral ministry i'll be a poor man i'll be a poor man 
Be a really poor man. Be a poor man. I mean it. Be a poor man. If I were just to live by working as a, as a pastor, I'd be a poor man. But I live by faith. I live by faith. The difference between one pastor and another is not the crowds they have. It's faith they, it's the faith they have. I'm not talking to somebody here. I'm not talking to you. The difference between one man of God and another man of God is not the car they drive is their faith. The difference in believers is their faith. You can have more resource by faith. Jesus said, if you have faith as small as the grain of master seed, you can say to this mountain, do what? Move from yonder. Move from here. And what will happen? See, one problem with a lot of Christians is that we worry too much than we have faith. We worry. Do you know how you worry? By thinking about how things happen, consequences, how will this money be able to do this? And you know, now things are hard. And now you calculate too much. Do you know that calculation is proof of lack of faith? Calculations. You calculate everything. You know that no, this thing can't work. We can't do it. We can't do it. You are always calculating your your money with your and uh, what do we call it? What your your what you want to do? Eh? You are always comparing your money with what you want to accomplish, and so you always make sure that what you want to accomplish is equal to your money. But listen, every great person in this life knows that they have less money than what they want to do. Never forget it. Oh yeah. I have money. But what I want to do, I don't have money for it. I wanted to marry. I was taking two hundred. No, not two hundred. How much? Five, five, five forty-nine cities allowance. So my money wasn't enough. You understand? And I've married for almost two years now, and not a single day has gone where we've gone hungry. Or say, want to buy this, and we haven't bought. Want to do? We've never done it. But if I sat down and said, I, I don't have enough money to marry, I would still not be married. Because I spent quite an amount of money to marry. And the amount of money I had before I said I want to marry was like 10% of what is needed to marry. It was like 0% of what is needed to stay in marriage. So at the end of the day, you cannot get anything done because your money will never be enough for any project never forget it. Am I talking to somebody here? Your money will never be enough for any project in this life. It will never be enough. 
You want to buy a land. You will never want to buy a land that have more than you. Unless maybe you want to build a house. You'll find out that you only have money for um, down payment of the land. You want to build a house, a land, a house. You only find out that the amount of money you have is just for buying cement and then buying sand. And you don't know where the money for paying those who do the blocks will come. That's how it has always been. Somebody must take a step. A step must be taken. I said a step must be taken. Am I talking to somebody here tonight? The Bible said they just shall live by faith. So why do men need faith? Men need faith because we live by faith. Point four. Why do we need faith? Because we stand by faith. We live by faith. We stand by faith. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24. We stand by faith. First Corinthians 1 24. Apostle John Suleiman said, if you don't take notes, you'll never be noted. You'll never be noted. Either. Not that not for that we have dominion over faith, over your faith, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. Second Corinthians 1.24 Oh. He said, how do you stand? By faith. Sometimes, life can beat you in a certain way that you just want to give up. I have been there. Sometimes, you know, when preachers are preaching, we make it look like we have not faced some of the problems that you people face. But, you know, we all face those problems. So, you know, sometimes we too just feel like, today I don't want to go to church. Me too, me too, I'm just tired. Let's just forget about this church and I just be there. Me too, it happens to me. See, that's why some pastors don't like me because me, I'm always just frank. I will not, I don't, I'm also a Christian like you. On, on judgment day, we all just come in line. If, if, if guys not a you, will even be ahead and I'll be behind you. I'll be like, hey, Cain, you know, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. They'll be like, Jesus, oh, come now, you have um, class captain. There'll be no class captain in heaven. Sometimes life can beat you that you find yourself down on your knees. And about to give up on anything you've ever believed in. But listen, if you've never been there, I want you to know you were there one day. Job was enjoying life all his days. Never knew a day will come where he would fall. The Bible says that if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is little. Your strength is little. Some people have faced one or two storms. They said, I can't be a Christian again. They lost a job. They said, I quit church. Is church the one that made you lose the job? They lost a relationship. They stopped church for one, one month. Something happened to them. They went on a commercial break. 
You call the oh, pastor, oh, come. Oh, pastor, oh, come. This Sunday, this Sunday, oh, come. This Sunday, this Sunday, don't come. This Sunday, this Sunday, don't come. This Sunday, don't come. In their hearts, God has disappointed them. But listen, the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should change what he has said. Listen, a man may make a promise to you and change his mind, not God. When God says, I will make you great, he doesn't go back on his words. He said to Abraham, I will make you a father of many nations. Abraham said, I I don't believe it. I will go and have sex with Hagar so that I can have a son. God said, Abraham, I know you have made a mistake. I don't give a damn about your mistake. I will still make you a father of many. You see, the problem we have is that as Christians, sometimes when we make mistakes, we feel like God cannot still work with us because we have made mistakes. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. You feel like, no, 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 this God, you know, I've made a mistake. God, no, no, no. Am I preaching to somebody? When you come to a point in your life where you are about to give up, remember the word of God concerning your life. Remember his promises. Remember when you were nobody and he came to you and spoke to you that I am the Lord and I am taking you somewhere you've never been before. I remember where God picked me from. I remember. I remember who I was. I remember. When things are hard, remember. Remember your faith. Remember his promises. Remember his promises. The only problem is that a lot of us do not have his promises. It's a school of faith. We have no scriptures with us. You don't even have a Bible. The one you have is on your phone. So when the storms come, your consolation is TikTok, Facebook. And a movie that may encourage you in a certain way. But the movie is superficial. Somebody says superficial. It means it is light. Bible says, forever, O oh Lord, a movie will be settled in heaven. Is that what it says? My faith is not in any Christian movie. The best Christian movie I've ever watched, I've even forgotten it. But the word of God settled in my heart. My God. He said, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall feel. Why? For thou with me. When I go through the valley of the shadow of death and I feel like my legs are hanging in the air and there's some tube in my side and the doctors are saying, your time has come. Bid yourself goodbye. I said, no. God said I will live up to 70. I'm just 
30 years. No. No, 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 no. Then, I, then you remind yourself of a faithful God. And God is in heaven. Because remember, God can do nothing for you without faith. So you just have to now say, you can choose. And besides, when the doctors tell you you will die and you believe, you are also acting by faith anyway. Am I talking to somebody here? The doctor said, you know, I said, oh, in this family, nobody grows to this. I don't want to that. When you believe, what, when you also hear, you're like, yeah, that's true. I'm sharing a crowd. You too, you are walking by faith. The question is, whose report will you believe? God will say, I'll make you great. Or the devil will say, I'll make you dead. You have to believe a report. And every day of our life, these two sides are in contention. We are going through a season every day. Repetitive cycle of, of, of what the world is saying. What the devil is saying against what God has said in his word. And what God has spoken to us in our hearts. Through the inward witness. Through the voice of the Holy Spirit to us and in, as individuals. And I can tell you God has spoken to me countless occasions concerning certain things about my life. And sometimes Satan will also come and counter it. And I have to go back and remind myself because the Bible says that. By what do I stand? So how do I fall? I fall because I lack faith. I fall because I lack faith. Point what? Point five. We walk by faith. Not by sight. Second Corinthians five seven. We walk by faith and not by sight. The school of faith. You're welcome. I'm teaching on why men need faith. Didn't tell you here GDA. Faith me faith in G is GDA. GDA. Huh. GDA. Look at it that. What does it say? For we do what? We walk by what? We walk by what? We walk by what? Faith and not by what? Signs. We walk by faith and not by... You must not forget this word. Listen. There are those who walk by what they see. They say seeing is... Again. But that's not true. Have you seen your, your brain before? If I tell you right now that you don't have a brain. If I tell you right now you don't have a brain. What would you say? If, have you ever seen your, your heart before? You see, people are very funny. You see, when you go to social media, people are saying things all over the place. Even when you are in the taxi. Namibia, New York, then they go crap. They are just following these pastors and they say they have seen God. Have you seen that God that they say they have seen before? He said, No. I have never seen a heart before. What I have seen is what a doctor has seen. Is it true? It's not true. The human lung you have seen is what somebody saw and took a picture. Am I talking the truth? But you believe that what somebody took the picture is in you? Is this true? It's not true. Have you seen it before? It means that you can believe something you have not seen because another has seen. When I say I was sick and God healed me, were you there? 
You can believe in my report even though you were not there to see it. There are those who believe by seeing. That faith is not tangible. That faith does not produce results because it only authenticates results. Some people will never believe till you buy a car. It's when you buy a car, they say, wow, then your God is real. That's not faith. That is just to, to, to authenticate. No. Am I preaching the word of God? A scripture just down in my spirit. Let me show you something here. Let me show you a deeper Bible. Oh, thank you, Lord. Am I preaching the word of God? As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. At the time the word of God was spoken, he had no son. Before him, whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many when God was saying this to Abraham, he had no son. It looked like a joke. God is speaking to you and said, you are not sick. But you know that Charlie, at that time, your kidney is failing you. You walk by faith and not by sight. By sight, Abraham had no son. Look what verse, verse, verse 18 Now remind you, remember that he says that the one who was speaking is the one who calls those things which be not as though they were. In other words, when God is speaking to you, he speaks to you concerning things that are not there, as if they are there. He was speaking to you, father of many nations, he had no, he had, he had, he had no what? He had no son. God may be speaking to you as somebody's mother, but you are not even married to become, to even know a man to become a mother. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to what? According to what? That which was spoken. What was spoken? So shall thy seed be. So shall thy seed be. According to that was spoken. Look at it, verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. His body was dead. Physically, he was dead. He wasn't getting erection. That's what the Bible said. His own body now dead. He wasn't getting erection. No erection. Somebody could believe to get an erection. What are you talking about? A hundred year old man. 99 year old man could believe. Uh, this is not me saying. This is the Bible. His own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah's womb was dead. This is sight. It's science. Am I talking to somebody? And all of us, why did I do Why am I teaching on faith? Because God wants to transition us from our present state to another level. We can never go to where God has promised us but without faith. And you can look at your life and you see that where you are, you are not proud of it. And I can tell you that some of you have worked for many years. You know that's not work that will bring you what God has promised. Master, we've worked, we've toiled all night. Hurrah. 
Look at it. And be not weak in faith. What did he do? He did not consider his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was what? But was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and was highly persuaded that what God has promised, he was also able to perform. Hey, where's my verse? My verse 20. Oh boy. He staggered not in faith. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Verse 21. And being fully persuaded, we walk by faith and not by sight. Abraham had no son. When he started with his friend, Charlie, you know, I just had a meeting with my grandson. And, you know, I was starting with my grandson. I do know these small boys. I'm hardening. And they're like, ah, this guy is nuts. He's mad. He's mad. Then when he started, he said, Sarah, have you prepared food for the children? He said, which children? Ah, I'm taking somebody here. Ah, no, I, I didn't come to the right church tonight. He said that he was strong. He was highly persuaded. God said, you're a father of many nations. went around and said, yeah, I'm a father of many nations. He goes to the, the, whole, the bank or something. He says, oh, my, 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 my car is parked outside. You know, it's not that you are, like, you are speaking for it. Oh, when I go, you know, I just parked my car outside. When I, when I, no, it's not a lie. It's faith. Sometimes some of the things you say are not a lie. They are a speaking of faith. I have 17, 17 cars. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? He started calling himself what he would be. Because remember, God calls those things which be not as though they were. So when God is speaking to him, he was speaking to him concerning his future. And Abraham said, okay, Lord, now I believe. Then he went around, also called himself Abraham, father of many. But he was a father of none. When people try to call Abraham, he said, no, don't call me Abraham. Call me Abraham. Abraham is father. He said, don't call me Abraham. Call me Abraham, father of many. Uh, but you don't have it. He said, watch me. Give me time. Give me time. Am I talking to somebody here tonight? And he was fully persuaded what? What he had promised he was also able to perform. Next verse, 22. Oh, give us 22. And therefore, it was imputed to him to righteousness. What does he mean? The resource was given to him and that resource was what was imputed. So when God speaks a word, we must come to a point where we believe the word of God and are persuaded by it. Listen, in 50 years time, you look like your decisions. I want to look like the decisions of my faith. 
And I can tell you everything I have and everything I've ever done and everywhere I've ever been to, I went by faith. God has helped me. God has opened doors for me. God has taken me to places I, I never would have been able to go. God there by faith. Certain doors have opened, they opened by faith. They didn't open by a degree or a diploma. Or because I can talk well. Besides, there was a time I couldn't talk. We walk by faith and not by sight. Now the question lies here. Are you walking by sight or you are walking by faith? In the book of Third John, is it Third John? Where he said, brethren, it does not yet look like how we shall be like. So you can look at your life and see that, no, 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 no. My life, I think verse 2, 3 John 2 or something. Your present life is not how, you, how, how the picture is you have. There is a picture of your future, but your life does not look like your future. But faith can connect the difference between your future and your present. Abraham's future was a father of many nations. His present was a man who could not get an erection. The difference was faith. I told you when I began, I said money is not the problem. You always complain of helpers. Helpers are not the problem. Oh, I don't have a job. A job is not the problem. The problem is faith. You can have a job and not get the results you're looking for. I know some of you say, if I, if I could just start working and taking this salary, ah, I could have, by this time, oh, I would have done this. You started getting the work. You got the work. You got the salary. Your life is still as useless as it was. And you realize that it's not the salary. Point six or what? Is it point six or what? Point six. Point five is what? Point one is we are saved by faith. Point two, we live by faith. Point three, we walk by faith. Point four, we stand by faith. Point five, we are preserved by faith. First Peter one five. We are preserved by faith. Faith is a preservative of every godly thing in our lives. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. If the salt loses its silver, faith is a preservative of a Christian life. What is a preservative? A preservative is something that is used for yeah something that is used for 
keeping something for a long time. It is not enough for you to be in church. A lot of people, the problem we make is that we complain, I've been in church for 17 years, nothing has happened. The diff- it's not in church that being, it's not being in church that makes the difference. It is faith that makes the difference. They saw somebody has lost his salvation. No, he didn't lose his salvation, he lost his faith. As a matter of apostasy, it's not the losing of salvation, it is the losing of faith. It is the departing of the faith. It is coming to a point where you just get tired and say, I won't believe again, I'm tired. I cannot continue this journey again, I'm tired. My prayer is that you will not lose your faith in the name of Jesus. Because the day you lose your faith, you are finished. God cannot do anything for you without faith. Faith is a preservative. If you want to, ha- you have tomatoes, you want to keep the tomatoes for long, what do you do? What do you do? Yes, we are in class. You put it in the fridge so it can keep long. Is it true? It's not true. What else do you do to the tomatoes? You can what? Uh, you boil it. Salt. Then you put it down. It's true. It's true. It's very true. It's true. Let's clap for him. Yeah. It was the next thing I was going to say. If you want get just just get tomatoes, put them in, just cut them open and remove the seeds, put them in the sun, let them dry. They become very hard. Then you blend, you break them and blend them. Don't blend with water. Just put it in a blender and let it blend. It will become like powder. Now, when you, you use it for, it's, still, it's just like tin tomatoes. Yeah. It's just like it. So, if you want to preserve tomatoes, when you go to the north, that's what they do. Most of that, you can go and buy tomatoes and it's dry. They have dry tomatoes. Uh, dry is in the rubber, but it's all dry. So, you come and put it in water, then it gets a little bit soft. Then you, 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 you grind it. So, we are preserved of tomatoes by putting it away. We preserve the tomatoes by putting it away in the fridge. So, what is the fridge? The fridge has become a preservative. What about fish? We use what? Salt? Like, like, like um, tilapia? We can use salt to preserve it. We can smoke it. So what are we doing? We are preserving it. Now every good thing God gives to you, you have to preserve it. And we preserve it by faith. Where are these things from? We preserve it by faith. So I was saying that every good thing God gives to you, is preserved by faith. And that is why Satan is out to destroy your faith. 
he's still fighting us just so that we lose our faith and when we lose our faith we lose what God has promised us and we lose what God has given us listen a lot of you are sitting on gold but because you don't believe in, in God and even believe in yourself you're unable to become anything and that's what Satan is doing it comes in so many ways. People tell you you cannot do anything. You are nobody. You are, there. It, there are so many voices being spoken every now and then against you. Especially in Africa, we don't have an enc- enc- encouraging parents. African parents are the ones who can't tell you you can't do it. Oh, Ghana is Africa, so you should, if it's happening in Ghana, it's happening everywhere in Ghana. It's an African problem. Everything you want to do, they say, no, it cannot be done. You can't do it. You want to be an engineer, say, in which family? Go and, get, go and be a teacher. That's why you get some salary. Engineer, they, which company are you going to work in? Voices are always speaking against us, telling us what cannot be done. And I'm telling that a time is going to come. We are going to fly people to church. Now they say it cannot be done. We fly people to church. We will fly people to church. Yes. And when we build our hospital be a world-class hospital. Oh yeah. We're going to build a hospital. And the schools. No, it is what I have seen. The schools and the hospitals, but this is us. This is us. <laughs> I even tell you have gone home because you are, you don't have faith. If I don't have anything, I may not have money. I may not have helpers, but I have it. I may not be more too intelligent in a certain way, but I have it. I believe God. What am I saying? I'm saying that this ministry and this church, we are going somewhere. Greatness is enshrouded within us.
I know this is not the kind of message you want to hear, so you're looking at me with some kind of eye. We are preserved by faith. First Peter 1 5. Preserve first Peter 1 5. We're preserved by faith. Point seven. We are healed by faith. We are healed by faith. Point seven. We are healed by faith. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. And then Mark chapter 5. Verse 25. Let's look, look at the Matthew 5, Mark 5. Okay, let's just read this anyway. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Verse 28. And when he was come unto the house, the blind man came unto him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Verse 29. What did Jesus say? What did he do? And then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Verse 30. And what happened? And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straight away charged them, saying, See that no man know it. How were they healed? By faith. How were they healed? How were they healed? How were they healed? By faith. We are healed by faith. He said, According to your faith, not Jesus' faith, according to your faith. I remember sometime I was praying for a woman. I don't remember the service, but it happened to Kenneth again and it happened to me as well. I think the woman had a waist problem and a leg problem or something like that. Heart problem and a waist problem, one of them. Nakuma and Nisisi. And she was worried about her waist problem. But one of them, a leg or waist, one of them. Then I, 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 she just came forward. So I laid hands and immediately. The one she was worried about instantly was healed. Then as she was going, the Lord said, a woman, there's something wrong with, 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 with you. No, yeah, I, I think it was the leg. Then I said, oh, pastor, it's okay. This is what I was really worried about. And since I'm, I'm, I'm that one is healed, it's, it's okay. Uh, God has done his best. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that your limitation is your faith. This woman, why we ask a question, why didn't God heal her completely? Because God is God, He doesn't answer to any man. Most of the time, people try to make him look like, hey, if God is God, why didn't he? He is you don't know the definition of God. Do you think he's the president of Ghana? He said, I give life, I take life, I do what I please. You can't question God. People say, if God still uses the stick, why are there people in the hospital? Why, why have these pastors gone to pray for them to be healed? Why hasn't God healed them? I have gone to the hospital and I've prayed for people and all of them were healed in the room. I've done it three times in my life. 
The first one was at this hospital. The second one, I think, was in Kitampo. The third one is in Kumasi. No, I've even, I've even done that even, in, even, in, even when we're in college, municipal hospital. And when I come and visit somebody in the hospital and I pray for that person, all of them get healed. But I can tell you after doing this work for a long time, not everyone wants your help. It's a very interesting thing. Remember, you live by faith. Some people have just given up on life that praying for them sometimes does not work because at that point, God is not going to use my faith. God is going to use their faith. It's at the end of the day, it makes it look like it is the pastor whose grace is not, uh, he is not too anointed. But when I was praying for you to receive a financial breakthrough, I believe you did not believe. But in that instance, God was looking for your faith, not the pastor's anointing. At the end of the day, we make it look like it's pastor who is not anointed. And most of the times, it is we, the members, who do not have faith. If I come to you right now and I tell you tomorrow by this time, you would have started a company that will be delivering food to people all over the region. You will look at me and say something. <laughs> oh yeah, you look at me and say something. It is faith. If I said tomorrow by this time, you'll be a millionaire. When you go on CV, that's where you see a lot of things going on in the world. You may not see it in your community. The, listen, let me tell you something as a ministry and as a church. Huh? The fact that DNC will be able to is NC The very fact that something is not happening in your life does not mean that it is not happening in another person's life. Some people are really getting results for their faith. I'm telling you the truth. When you hear these people and they are at, they go for prophetic meetings and they are testifying, oh, and this happened and this happened and something. Like, I don't know who are these all these prophets. Ah, huh? I try that these things are real. They are not real. They are not true. They are just lying. It is you that is not real, oh. But those people, it is real. I miss all the people who try to fake testimonies. All those, some of them are really testifying of of receiving huge sums of money in twenty four hours. Oh yes, some of them are really testifying. They are really testifying of, of miracles and breakthroughs they are receiving. They are not lying. The fact that it's not happening in your life doesn't mean that it's not happening somewhere. It is happening somewhere. According to your faith. Listen. Are you with me here? We receive our healing by faith. We receive our healing by faith. Are you here with me? I've gone home. In the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 23, 25 downwards, the Bible said there was a woman with the issue of blood who had suffered in the hands of physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but grew rather worse. What happened? 
when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clove, I shall be made whole. And straight away, the fountain of her, her blood was dried up. And she felt in the body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched me? The disciple said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? Everyone is touching a man of God. Everyone is a man of God. Pray for me. He's having Jesus' life. Everybody is, 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 they are all touching him. Say, Jesus, do something before you die. Jesus, do something before you die. They are just saying things. He said, You see that trunk trunking. Trunking means they are pressing on you, they are touching you. And, and they are all saying things. What was the difference? Verse 32. And she knew it. 33. The woman fell and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell before him and told him all the truth. Verse 34. What did Jesus say? He said unto them, Daughter. Thy faith has made you whole. Wow. Faith can make you whole. Twelve years of believing. The woman testified and said she had been bleeding for three weeks, almost a month. I prayed over I prayed over water. She drank it. That was the end. Now, the question is this. The question is this. Now that I have faith, should I take a drug? Should I take medications? Should I take medicine? I've seen Christians who don't take drugs because they say that taking a drug is a proof of a lack of faith. It means they say, oh, no, do an entry, so we need GTA. What then is it? Yes? Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Do you believe God is the one who protects you? Are you sure? When you see a snake, what do you do? When you see a mosquito, what do you do? Yes? There are some things God has made them to work with other things. That's why in the Bible you see fasting and prayer. Do you understand? The man and the woman. <laughs> are you with me here? Now, put me. I'm asking a very important question. Man of God, I'm sick. I've been prayed for. Should I stop taking my medicine? No. Keep taking your medicine, believing that by taking your medicine, you will be healed. Are you with me here? 
That is even taking medicine is actually a proof of faith. Refusal to take medication is a lack of faith. Some people have, hey, are you looking at me some way? It's a lack of faith. It's actually foolishness. Sometimes eh, what we say is faith is not faith. Me, God is my witness. I've been beaten by snakes more than two times. Nothing happened. But if you want, let me say this statement and go and put my hand inside a snake hole and let that snake bite me. Tomorrow you will bury me. Remember, Daniel in the lion's there was not Daniel who put himself there. Circumstance put him there and God came through for him. If Daniel had dropped himself, he would have been eaten alive. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not walk in the fire. The circumstance put them there. The mistake a lot of Christians make is that you've heard people say, hey, people say that if you want to go and stand by the roots, you'll not die. Yes, you will die because that is sense. If I say God, God has protected me over and over again against all kinds of attacks and things. If I tell you a fan has ever cut my head, you never believe it. The first day I went to a on Monday, Monday, a fan cut my head. Hey, the fan was faster than this thing is not fast. Those new fans, they go like helicopter. It hits my head, eh? cut it, you could see white, no blood. Then it stopped. The fan hit my head and stopped. I, my head spoiled the fan. But if you want, let me say that because that is up, let me just stand here and put, I may die today. What did I make? First day I drew school wow. How did it? The class was so full that before you come out, you have to step on somebody's chair. We were 90 in the room and the room was like, like this. 90 students in one room. 92 in a room. They are not divided to A and B. So you have to step on somebody's table. And when I said that, the so I didn't know, I just, ah, before I like, pakai, like two pampai. Welcome to school. I had to go and do some sacola here and give him some, some plaster. That is God protecting me. I cannot say because God did it now. Let me go and climb and prove a point. If I do that, I will die. Listen, it, it, it is possible that I, I may even fall from a story building and not die. But if I deliberately, in order to prove my faith, jump, I will die. It is foolishness. It is not faith. A lot of things we call faith are not faith. They are just emotions and foolishness. Am I preaching to somebody tonight? So if you believe God for healing, believe God for healing. Don't believe in the drug. Believe in God. But believe that. The Bible says, by grace are we saved through faith. I'm going to be healed through a drug. Full stop. But it's God who is going to heal me by through a drug. Just like if you are sick and you are not eating, you will get more sicker. So, me, if I see that I'm not unwell, I force myself to eat even when I don't want to eat. Oh yeah. Because the food will help me recover faster. When my body is saying no, you can't eat, I say, you eat. 
Oh, yes. I'm feeling uneasy. My face is doing some way. And I know that Chalea, I'm not well. I force myself to eat. And I, I, as soon as I have a decade, the first thing I go for is a drug. I take it. Then when I'm done, I said, now, Lord, receive my healing. The problem some people have is that they put their faith in a drug than in God. Are you with me here? Another mistake a lot of people make is that they say, oh, God will heal me. Then they throw the medicine away. If God says he wants you to buy a land, then God gives you the money. And you go and spend the money. And you say, God said he will give me the land, so he give me the land. Have you not been foolish? Is it true or is it not true? That is it. So, it is the same thing as saying I'm going to heal you. Now it is time for you to do the needful. Take care of your health. It is like believing God to protect your health and you are not eating well. You are not going to receive sound health because you don't even take care of your health. You eat all kinds of junk food. A lot of Christians eat all kinds of junk food. All kinds of junk food. And we start falling sick. Huh? We are healed by faith. We are healed by what? We are healed by faith. So please, taking drugs is not a lack of faith. It's actually a proof. For instance, the same person will say, no, 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 I don't believe in drugs. God will, God will give me. The same person will come to me and I'll say, I'll just pray about what I said, drink it. Then quickly say, yeah, yeah, fine. I think this one is, this one is going to work. <laughs> the person says, oh, no, no, I don't believe in medicine. Then I say, oh, I just pray about it. I say, go and wash your face, pour it on you. And say, yeah, this one here to work. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. There's no difference. The drug is the medium of receiving your healing. But in some instances, listen, a prophet may tell you to stop taking your medication. In some instances, but that is in an extreme instance. And even in ministerial ethics, listen to me, young ministers here. Don't go and tell people that stop taking your medicine. If they die, their family can sue you because you are the one who killed them. Do you know that if Jesus never told anybody you are healed? said, you have healed yourself. You have believed. Now we have received your healing. So even in ministry, we don't tell people, stop taking your medicine. We pray for this. And then when they are healed, we ask them. That's why every person you see me pray concerns, I say, go and see your doctor and bring doctor's report. Is it true? It's not true. And some people, I say, you are the one who, has, who is saying it all. I'm not the one who said it all. When I even pray for people and they are healed, I, I, are you sure? I'm not the one who say, you said you are healed. Is it true? I say, say, okay. Thank you, Lord. And I'm gone. So that if she now believes that she's truly healed, she doesn't take her drugs, that is her personal decision to do what? 
to make. Because sometimes, listen, as a man of God, you may tell somebody that stop taking your drug, but they believe that the drug is helping them recover. So they stop taking the drug, but they don't believe that they'll be healed. So they still stay in their disease, and their disease gets worse. And, the end of, and, and at the end of the day, it is actually you who made them sick. The school of faith. The way some of you are looking at me. I'm talking about mature things. Point what? Eight. We overcome by faith. First John 5, verse 7. We overcome by faith. We overcome by faith. What did I say? Give us verse 4. Verse 4 is there, not 7. Ye have got little children and have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Faith is what allows us to overcome. Jesus said, in this world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What was he asking of us? faith. The Bible is saying that I have overcome. Faith is a guarantee to overcoming. Overcoming addictions. Overcoming storms. Overcoming trials and temptations. Overcoming difficult times. Faith is your, 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 your bailout to overcome. Point seven. Point what? Point nine. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. That's our point, our point nine. It, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Remember that the Bible says that God is a giver. God is a rewarder. Is it in your Bible? Is it there? Is it there? Is it there? He says that God is a rewarder by saying that before God can reward a man, the man must please him. And the only way he can please him is by faith. So without faith, we cannot please God. And if we cannot please God, we cannot receive a reward from him. It is impossible. It is impossible. The same, the same Bible that says that everything is possible with him who believes says that it is impossible to have a certain level of relationship with God without faith. 
But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Some of you have faith in your pastor. You don't have faith in God. It's true. And as we begin to do this school, I want you to examine yourself. Stop the pretense. A lot of us are pretenders in church. We pretend. We pretend so much. Your life is a proof of your faith. And look at your life. It's impossible to please God. A lot of us want to work and do things so that God will, will please, please with God. But the Bible says that if a man does not believe in God, a man will never please him. You can give all the type and give all the offerings in church. You won't please God by offerings. Besides, some people give tithe because they feel like if they don't give, people will say that they are not good Christians. Some of you cry in your heart, but you don't even believe in tithe. But you believe in taxes. You want us to quote thousand scriptures to, minus time, there's no tithe. This is our church, we take time, full stop. That's how we run the church, full stop. We don't have to quote thousand scriptures to you. If you give fine. So at the end of the day, when we are getting blessed, you are not getting blessed because you yourself, you are murmuring in your head, complaining in your head. You don't believe in laying on of hands. Because you see all Christians are the same. Because we are all S and whatever in your head. They are like, oh, we are all the same in the eyesight of God. That's true. But the same person say we are all the same in the, in the sight of God. Also elected class prefects and, and whatever. And, and I'm a class prefect in this church. You can please your pastor, but without faith, you can't please God. You can please your parents, but without faith, you can't please God. Everything you do, you can jump in church, sing in church, lead prayer, and feel like, oh, after you are done, we'll come to your brother. Brother, take you have done well. Today we are very really blessed. Take an offering. The sight of God is just like, get out of my sight. When you please God, the Bible says God has a reward for those who please Him. He's a rewarder for them that diligently seek Him. Point 10. I'm giving you 10 points. Anything done without faith is a sin. Romans chapter 14, verse 23. Many years ago, I found this scripture. I thought maybe Paul quoted it wrongly. The first time I found this text of scripture, I thought it was a wrong quotation. Oh yeah, I thought it was a wrong quotation. And he that doubted is damned. Why? If he eats, because he eateth not of faith. Paul is saying, if he eating, we must eat by faith. Remember, he was talking about food 
eating, giving. That's the scripture. This is the scripture. When you go up, you see it. You see it all there when you go up. That's, the, that's what he was teaching. Food offered to idols. He said, there's nothing in it. You have been giving food. You know that this animal, whatever, was killed by a Muslim, whatever. Most of the meat you buy, they are usually killed by Muslims. Paul is saying that there's nothing wrong with it. But if you believe that eating it, something will happen to you. He said that you are already done. You have the consequences of your faith. Look at it. Why? Because he eateth without faith. He's saying that even when I eat, I should eat with faith. They bring you food before you say, hey, this food, what if I eat it in my stomach? Something happens to my stomach. Then suddenly you eat and what happens? Something happens to your stomach. Because at that point, you are, God lifts his hand of protection over you at that moment because you have believed that God can protect you from this food. Why? Because he eateth not of faith. Then he says, but whatsoever is not of faith. It's what? Again? 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 How many things? How many things? How many things? Whatsoever. You want to start a business, you don't have faith that it will grow. You have already sinned against God and you have no blessing in it. There's no blessing in it. You can come to a prophet, sow in this seed and do whatever, receive all laying on of hands in your heart. You just, it will just feel like the other There is no, you must sir. Even Jesus will lay hands, it won't work. Whatsoever is done, which is not of faith, is a sin. Do you know why it's a sin? Because it's an insult to the integrity of God. Because faith is, a, is an honor to God. When we believe God, we are actually praising him. Faith is, a, is praisefulness to God. Whenever we believe God, we are actually saying that you are, you are too big to do this thing for me. That's what we are telling God. That's what we are telling God. Besides, Jesus was not a physician. Was he a nurse? Is Jesus a doctor? Why does a woman with an issue of blood touch Jesus? He was saying that you are more than a doctor. You created a doctor. Am I talking to somebody? Jesus said to Peter, I said, go and, go and cast the net, the first fish, open the mouth. You get money in it. Was Jesus a bank manager? Was he a cashier? You must learn to walk by faith because when you walk by faith, you are praising God in your faith. And you are proving the integrity of God. And now, since the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie, not the son of man that is change his mind, he said, has he said it and will he not do it? Has he, has he spoken and will he not make it come to pass? That God will come through for you. Point one, all things, Jesus said, all things are possible by faith. Point two, we are saved by faith. Point three, we live by faith. Point four, we stand by faith. Point five, we walk by faith. Point six, we are preserved 
by faith. By faith. You are healed by faith. Point. Point eight. We have overcome by faith. Point nine. We please God by faith. Point ten. Anything without faith is a sin. 